This is the ADHD Fix: How to Achieve Your Potential, the podcast to help you use 15 proven strategies to discover the many gifts of ADHD. I'm Henry J. Svek, and for over 30 years, I helped others diagnose and treat ADHD. Now retired, I turn my attention back to those 15 strategies I use to help achieve my potential with ADHD. Learning what I did to help myself will help you achieve your success. ADHD is a gift. Let's get started. If there's one task or there's one strategy you're going to learn from the ADHD Fix, the book we published, or these podcasts, it would be the one that I'm going to discuss in this podcast. It's called self-task matching. Let me explain a little bit about how it works. The first step is at any given time. You or your child want to be fairly accurate and consistent with the level of focus that you have at that moment in time. So right now, if the number zero represents total laser focus, the best, the best you can imagine, and ten is totally distracted, you can't focus on anything. What number would you be right now? The higher the number, the poorer the level of focus. Now. Over my 30 years, people often have trouble with this one because they want to, you know, think that a higher number means better. In this case, a higher number does not mean better, and so it's important that you think about this. Zero is focused. The 10 is what I call for myself out to lunch. Okay, because for me, that's how I feel when I'm at a nine or 10. And, and don't use any disparaging comments for yourself. Just pick, you know, it could either be laser or max unfocus, whatever works. So right now, what are you? Now, if you're a zero, one, two, or three, congratulations. Uh, you want to really know why that's the case. Because that will help you when you get to planning. And I'm going to talk about that shortly. So you have to be able to first start by your focus. Now, if you're working with children, you might ask them once you have a chart or once you explain it. And then every once in a while, as you see them, you know they could be working at something at home quietly, focused. It looks like they're really doing what they're supposed to be doing, or it could be that you、um, see them being very distracted while they're trying to do some homework. And you you ask them, okay, rate yourself, and then you also rate that to give them feedback and explain why, because you want your child to get fairly accurate at doing this. Now, as an adult, you may ask your partner, spouse, others in your environment, because sometimes we don't get it either. We have a hard time developing that sense, but most of the time we know the level of focus. Now, there are two other things I want you to think about, although this one is strictly about the focus. Uh, variable, one is what I call cognitive fatigue. So when your brain is tired, that's often a reason for lack of focus. But I still think you want to have some measure of how to explain that. And I'll, I'll talk about an adult example in a moment, which really helps with relationships when it comes to ADHD. And the third, which is a little more, it's a little tougher because it's linked to cognitive fatigue. It's actually about energy. And it may be the same as having, you know, 
um, a brain that isn't fatigued. But I, I like to sort of think about that one too because sometimes with too much energy, we get into too many impulsive decisions. Self-task matching is about looking at the level of focus that you yourself have at any point in time and choosing tasks that you can accomplish at the max potential with that level of focus and you match them up. And, and let me give you an example of an academic one because school is something we talk a lot about. There are many different things you may do in uh, writing a paper, regardless of the grade. The first is you may do research. Uh, well, first thing you gotta do is come up with a topic. Um, and that may require you to go online and do some searches and try to figure out what's out there. Or maybe you're interested in a certain topic and you wanna do some more preliminary digging. The question is, what level of focus do you have to be to do that type of work? And for me, that's quite stimulating. It's always changing. It's not a grind. It's kind of fun. You can probably go all the way up to a level 7, 8, 9, or even 10, meaning you can't focus at all, but you could still probably do that tasks, task fairly, fairly well to your ability. Now, if you are an 8 or 9, let's say you're an 8, on level of focus, which means you're pretty much done for the day, but you have to sit and edit a five-page document. Now, even if you try to do it, the chances are pretty good it's not going to be at your best because we know to edit, you have to be quite focused. In my case, it's zero, one, or maybe two, sometimes three. So it's all about listing the tasks that you have to do in your life or your day and then coming up with the number that you think any person needs to be focused to do that task. And then in the other column, you look at how you're doing at any point in time yourself on focus and matching those two up. I'll talk more about matching after this message. Let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Assessing ADHD requires more than a five minute office visit the experienced multidisciplinary team at OSR Clinics will walk with you and your family through the comprehensive assessment and diagnosis process and will be by your side when it comes to implementation of strategies and advocacy for your child. Visit osrclinics.com to book your free info session today. That's osrclinics.com. Once you have your list match, and this could be from editing to writing a draft, editing a draft, editing for spelling, doing research on the internet, doing your references, whatever the task may be, you have them listed for writing a paper. And beside each, you would have a number from zero to 10 on the level of focus you think you need to have to do the maximum job at that task. Uh, and those would range from zero, meaning you have to be totally focused to do it, to becoming a 10. So let's say now you come down and it's it's time to do your work. You're sitting in, in your office or you're at school. The first thing you have to do is you do a self chart. Now you would write it because you're learning this and you might say, well, right now I'm a three. And you go over to the list of tasks if you have the flexibility and ability to do that. And you say, okay, here's, here's a task that I can do at a level three. 
Um, now, if you can also do it at a level nine, you don't want to waste that opportunity when you're quite focused. You want to pick a task that requires that level at the max. So just going online and doing research and, and looking for for topics or ideas, which you can do at a level eight, is not something you want to do, even though it's covered up in a level three, because you certainly are within the ability to focus enough to do that to your max potential. But if at a level three, you can rewrite paragraphs, um, it's not a lot of fun, perhaps, but it is the level of focus that you have that you can now match with that task to do it to the best of your potential. Now, there are a couple of things you got to remember about this. You need time and flexibility to be able to utilize the self-task matching strategy. If you wait till the last minute to do something, let's say it's a night before a paper is due and you haven't even started. Depending on your daily rhythm, and I'm better in the morning, maybe it's because that's when I do the treadmill, but I would not do anything after one o'clock that would require any better focus than say a six or seven out of 10 on a good day. So if you wait till the end of the day and you're like me and your rhythm is better in the morning to do those boring tasks because you have more f focus and your, your brain power is stronger, um, and you wait till that last day, you're going to hand in a pretty lousy project. And so that's why it's extremely important with ADHD. And, and you know, the previous uh, podcast we talked about structure is to have a system in place where you account for this. And if you have two weeks to do an assignment, you start day one and you've got two weeks and you hope because that you're going to have enough of those focused days to be able or moments, I should say, to accomplish those tasks while you're in the system so let's say i start doing the rewriting of the paragraphs and i'm a level three which means i'm fairly focused remember level zero would be laser i use zero because that's like the laser dot that's the laser focus and 10 minutes in i notice i'm up to a seven what do i do well if i have to rewrite the paragraphs today there are a couple things i can do i can try some deep breathing refocus take a break walk around if i'm able do some cardiovascular exercise run stairs or if i'm really lucky maybe get on a treadmill if i really have to get that task done or the probably the most common is to put that aside for the next time i'm a three if i have enough time and pull down a task that requires level seven focus and take that one on so throughout the process, by doing this, you're constantly task, self-task matching. And that reduces your frustration and you start to realize your effort is based on the ability to successfully task match. Now within that, and we really don't have an easy symptom to, uh, sorry, system to explain that, is you also wanna be aware of cognitive fatigue and your energy focus because if you if you know that your brain is tired uh, you're probably already going to be up there as far as the focus levels you're not going to have an opportunity to focus very well but the cognitive fatigue tells you a possible solution one could be wait till tomorrow another could be certainly get on that treadmill or get out for a walk and experience nature which will take care of some of that cognitive fatigue it may also be related to diet. Remember, we, we, with ADHD, you're really susceptible to the impact of different foods, including caffeine, um, sugars, other things. So you, you want to make, you know, you want to be a really good self-investigator and find out, 
you know, right now I have a lot of cognitive fatigue. I don't have a lot of energy. Uh, what could be the reason? How can I take care of that? And so on. So you become almost your own clinician by working through these examples. So let me go back and summarize. The first step in the self-task matching exercise is to get very good at, at managing and identifying your own level of focus. And, and the adult example we lose, use in the book, and I want to bring up again today because it it's something that happened to me a lot, would be you're at a certain point in the day and you're at a level eight and you realize you have to review a hydro bill. Now, with ADHD, a hydro bill review is not very, you know, you, you got to be pretty focused to review. Let's say it's a number of hydro bills. And so the answer to that problem would be one of two things. You can put it aside and wait for another day when you're a one, or you can uh, try to engage in some type of activity or intervention so you can, re you know, improve your level of focus or reduce your distractibility. Now, this is really important when it comes to talking with partners, because if you come home or you suddenly interact with your partner who says, you know, I asked you to look at that hydro bill and you just ignored me today. Well, it's important for you to communicate to your partner the levels of focus and how under certain circumstances you just can't function and do those tasks. So if it has to be done today, you have to hand off or you have to go for a run or you have to figure out how best to handle that problem. But you have to realize that the effort of self-task matching is the key to success because it, it, it releases the continual self-blame we, we put on ourselves with ADHD. The majority of the reasons we don't achieve what we want or we're not successful or we feel shame about some of our symptoms, I believe, is because we haven't had a chance to fully maximize our ability to self-task match because it's a simple calculation. I'm a two, the task requires a two, I'm gonna do my best on this task. Now, a person without ADHD goes through life and they're pretty much a three or four most of the day. Sometimes they're a two, sometimes they're a five, but they just, they just you, you probably have seen a lot of people like this. They just sit and grind all day. If you've been to Wemyss, which is one of the, the most difficult adult training things I've had to sit through, where you basically learn for eight hours how to identify toxic substances on labels of cans and jars, and, and it, most government offices require you to take this. You know, Wemyss is a very boring thing if you have ADHD, but there are people who go to Wemyss and they take notes and they interact and they're so excited about it. And they just sit there going, Where, what planet are these people from? So my response to you is this, take your time in learning the self-monitoring, so coming up with your own number. And with children, this can take quite some time. You may not be able to start, start till later in early elementary school, but the sooner the better. And then start developing lists and becoming accurate with putting beside each task what would be required to maximize your potential. So you want the, and this is where it gets a bit confusing, you want the poorest level of focus that you can still do that task effectively. The higher the number in my system, the less focus you have, and the poorer you're going to do. Zero is laser focus, 10 in my world is out to lunch. 
So that is the self-task matching exercise. Sounds complex, but it really isn't. Take the time, read it through the book, process it, get out some paper, get started. And when we talked in the previous podcast about building structure and setting up your tasks for the day, now that you have self-task matching experience, you would, with the tasks for today, put beside it a number which reflects the level of focus that you're required to do it to your potential. So I'm Hank. You have an amazing day. Remember, you can cross-listen to the podcast. We have two others that I do, one called Invest Like a Honeybee, and the other is the Wildflower Bee Farm. They're all interconnected. I know they're different disciplines, and they're, they're, but, but the more I do this, I realize there are some fundamental principles, it seems, in the world. And these are starting to come out in a lot of the work we're doing. When it comes to ADHD, please take a shot at the self-task matching strategy. You have an amazing day. Remember to pick up my latest book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, the little book to be smart with your money and help the environment on Amazon or Audible. Pick it up today.